Another bonus episode is heading your way since the show has moved to Thursdays and my inventory has grown because I've connected with great guys like Alan Blaine here today. I am going to keep releasing a few bonus episodes because it is always great when I hear from people who notice my content. And today's guest is a PodFest alumni like myself. He came across one of my old presentations and like many of my shows, this interview resulted in cold networking. We linked up right away for a phone call, and we were impressed with each other. I was impressed with his hustle and perseverance. So, Alan Blaine, let me welcome you to That Entrepreneur Show. Vincent, I appreciate it. It's an honor and a privilege to get to be on here with you, first and foremost, and, and your guests and listeners as well. Well, thank you for taking the time. And Alan Blaine is the former owner and CEO of a $40 million real estate investment company. After realizing that he was not pursuing his true purpose and calling, he launched what he calls his work from anywhere freedom business, teaching everyday people how to create passive income streams from their phones. So tune in today if this is something you're looking to learn about. Now today, eight years later, he has grown his organization to include over 10,000 others spanning 10 countries. Yes, you heard that right. Producing millions in annual revenue and representing countless lives that have been positively impacted by his company's food supplements. He is also the host of the Top Ranked Podcast show, Life's Hard, Succeed Anyway. Stay tuned for our collab there, where his weekly guests share stories, struggles, and strategies used to overcome their adversity and succeed anyway. I love how he is also a family man. He is married to Nicole for over 30 years with six children, so major blessings. And be sure to stick around to the end of the show. This week's Spotlight Story is a good one. Since we have a passive income expert with us today, we will discuss an article from Startup Grind titled Nine Ways Entrepreneurs Can Create Passive Income and Increase Their Earnings. If it's your first time with us today on That Entrepreneur Show, I'd love to welcome you here. This is the podcast for high achievers and those looking for new levels of success. I've had the opportunity to sit down with founders of companies or brands each week since December 2019. And this week, we are traveling to Nashville, Tennessee, for a special bonus episode. And Alan, let's kick this show off. I previewed it a little bit, but what led you to becoming an entrepreneur if you could share the story in your own words? Absolutely, Vance. Well, again, thank you for having me. Um, I love getting to share my story in hopes that, you know, even if it's just one other person that's encouraged, that it resonates with and that it encourages, it's well worth my time. Um, I, I wasn't always an entrepreneur. I, I think, you know, many start off from childhood, you know, starting little prod, uh, you know, businesses and, and they, they just have it in their blood from the beginning or in their mind or in their heart. That wasn't me. Um, I went to get, get a, you know, nine to five. I spent the first few years working in construction. I spent a few more years after that in law enforcement as a police officer. My idea of a great career back then would have been, you know, put in my 30, 30 years and, and retire on a pension and, and fish my life away. But what I realized, you know, maybe in my late twenties, I guess it was that I, maybe around 30 years old, I'm 50 now, I realized I was born for more than this. I want to make an impact. I thought police work would make an impact. And to a degree it does, but not on the level that I thought it would. And I realized, man, to really make the kind of impact I desired that was on my heart to make entrepreneurship is where it's at. So I shifted from police work since construction had kind of been what I did early on getting married at 20 years old to my as you said, bride of 30 years now, we've been blessed with six children and I'm just so grateful for that. But I shifted into entrepreneurship 
um, in the construction industry. So I started um, my own framing business and eventually I was a builder, a general contractor and eventually a real estate broker. And what I found is that I made a bunch of money, but what I found was at 42, 43 years old, which was, yeah, 42 years old, I guess about eight years ago, is that I was lacking the most important things out of a career for me. I was lacking what I started off looking for in a job like police work. And that was really making an impact in people's lives and building homes and flipping homes. I flipped over a thousand homes, you know, wow. uh, do, doing that sort of thing, uh, you know, owning real estate and all that. I still own, you know, real estate as investment property, but I realized it's good work. And I have many, I must, my son-in-law is a realtor and, and, and it's great work. Many of my friends are builders still, but it wasn't making the impact in people's lives like I wanted to make and what what I sought out to do. Besides making a great income, I wanted to make an impact in people's lives and I wanted freedom. And I had neither of those two on the level I wanted them. And so that's when, you know, just I, I did a complete 180, if you will, eight years ago to go from building into the nutrition space. And I coach and teach and train other people how, how to do the same. And as I say, make, make money from your phone, my work from anywhere business. And it pairs right perfectly with a, a nine to five day job or someone's mainline business as well. And I'm just so grateful for what my wife, we do it together. So what we, I'll say what we get to do to this day. Love that. I love sometime up here in the show notes for everyone out there. It is never too late to follow your dreams, follow your passion. You don't want to live unfulfilled. And Alan is a great proof of that going from construction, police work, then hopping into entrepreneurship with his original job in construction, but he still was not fulfilled. Lacked that feeling of making impact. Similar for me, I wasn't making an impact in my work. I was in finance with my MBA as well. And I just had more money than I've had but I was not happy. I was not depressed, but I was had that feeling more than I ever had. And I knew it was time for me to turn around, start writing. You see behind me, Left for Dead. That was the first book. And then now fast forward, we've got the mental health books for each age group and I couldn't be happier. I see the smile on your face. So I know the same is for you, but you've been on your own for a little bit now, Alan. What are two of the more challenging areas of entrepreneurship for you? Oh man, that's a great question. You know, you mentioned a mental health book. Just if I could just back up just real quick. I, I, uh, I love what you're doing there, Vince. And I just wanted to Thank say you. that, um, you know, the reason I named my podcast life's hard succeed anyways, because, and this kind of ties into your question. I've been through a lot of hard, I've been mm -hmm. through a lot of hard and what I realized, I mean, um, I mean, from my brother taking his life, this is my younger brother, uh, about well, it was in 2018, a couple years before that, in 2015, my little sister took her life. These are these are husbands and wives. These are parents of children. These are entrepreneurs. These are upstanding people in the community, and it shocked our family. It shocked. It rocked my world. And anyway, I could tell you other stories within my family, uh, extended family, but mental health is something that thankfully I don't uh, struggle with but many in my family have and do. And so I'm really um, passionate about that. And so I just want to say that I, I just thank love you. your work in that area and really, really value that highly. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for the kind words there. I, that's why I'm really focusing on the students with these younger books now, because I've noticed as one of my part-time hustles for a while was substitute teaching. It was more of a daycare now in many cases where parents were dropping off and it wasn't starting at home anymore. So now with my most recent book, excuse me, my toddler book, I wrote it in English and Spanish to bring this mindfulness techniques, teach the kids what it's like to leave the house for the first time. That way they can work with their guardians and just feel more comfortable going out on their own. So 
these teachers, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. Teachers in America, not only are they underpaid, they're overworked and they deal with so much. So I'm really trying to put my foot forward and help let kids know that it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. It is normal and you will get through it. But mm. that's for another podcast as well. Talking about me, this day is all things Alan. So hop right into it, Alan. Yeah. Well, um, to, to address your question specifically, I think you asked a couple of the bigger challenge of uh, challenges that I face in entrepreneurship. I would say the first one is is in my business, you know, and I think with any entrepreneur, well, not with any entrepreneur, but in my business specifically, there is nothing. I don't have a brick and mortar. Everything we do is online. As that's why I call it the freedom business. I can work my business from my phone, from our the beach of our beach house in Florida, or here from my lake house in Nashville, or or anywhere. It doesn't it doesn't matter. A hotel room somewhere else. Um, but what's easy to do is easy not to do. So, um, you know, it's easy to just get comfortable F for me personally. It's easy to get comfortable. It's easy to find plenty of other things to fill my day and not be intentional with the kind of scale and the kind of impact that we set out to build eight years ago when we started this business. So for me personally, that's probably, that is one of the challenges because I don't have a brick and mortar that I know I have to show up at this time. I don't have employees that are counting on me, right? It's, mm -hmm. if it's up to be, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And, and so, um, you know, just staying consistent in my schedule and my discipline when I really don't have to, that's one. The second thing I would say for me personally is, you know, we're building a team, as you mentioned, it's probably in excess of 10,000 people now in many different countries but because of the nature of our business in this almost $200 billion a year direct selling industry that we're a part of and kind of a, on a similar vein, it's like, it's so simple for people to start a business and partner with us for a $75 investment, not a million dollar franchise fee with McDonald's or a $250,000 franchise fee with Subway or whatever the, whatever the, you know, 150,000, the average restaurant costs cost to get, investment to get an average, uh, you know, a little mom and pop restaurant off the ground, those sorts of things, we don't have it. And so trying to, you know, help people help themselves and, and give the kind of coaching and training and, and, and mentorship and leadership that gives them the very best chance at success. Mm -hmm. I find, I find challenging and I also find it the most rewarding and I love, I love it. And that, that's probably why I love it so much. I, you mentioned a great thing right there, how your initial investment can attract people who may not have feasible means to open these bigger ventures to get their feet off the ground. I love to stay right there. Let's talk more about this current business for everyone viewing on today, listening on today that is unfamiliar. Okay. Yeah. So we're in the nutrition space. I think you mentioned that. Um, but it's a little bit, it ties into our story that I didn't share. But if we if we back up 22 years, even 25 years ago, in our mid-20s, we were five, six years into our marriage. We had three of our six young children. They were young at the time. My wife was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and or uh, adrenal fatigue, as it's called now, and fibromyalgia. Um, she ended up with some other, it developed into some other health issues related to... Uh, <laughs> of all things, depression uh, of the suicidal nature that I didn't even know about at the time. I was a police officer back then working shift work. I had no idea it was at the severity that it was um, insomnia. It was all just a lot of things going on, hormonal imbalances. And that sent us on a search nutritionally speaking to, well, medically speaking, we went to the medical doctor, like, how can you fix me? 
when it was just the fatigue before the depression and the other onset of the other issues. And he's like, there's nothing I can really do for you. You know, take a good supplement, find a good protein shake. And we're like, we don't know what we're doing. So <laughs> that sent us on a journey a couple years later, a lot of money spent later, a lot of up hopes, you know, disappointed hopes uh, from stuff that didn't help. We we learned about these products, of which are the products we market today, 22 years later. 22 years ago, we learned about them. Six months later, she was able to, her body was able to resolve itself of all the issues I just mentioned uh, with good whole food nutrition. So we became a believer in the products. Fast forward 15 more years, I've gone the construction route. I'm a general contractor. I'm a real estate broker. I've done all the stuff. I've got the money and I'm feeling left empty in my you know professional career. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm missing out on some valuable family time. I mean, I was missing my kids' birthdays. You know, I was missing some of the most important things to me, Vince. And, and for me, my whole goal in life, since I wasn't, didn't make major league baseball was to be a great father and a great husband. And it was never to make a bunch of money. That's why I was a police officer. That's why I was attracted to that early on. You know, it wasn't about the money for me, but what I realized is here I am making a bunch of money at the time. This is going, but taking it back eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And yet I don't have the things that are really most important to me. And that's freedom. And that's impact in other people's life. First and foremost, my family's. Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I actually, I lost my train of thought of where, what, where I was, what you, the question you asked me, but I forgot where I was heading with that. That's how I got in this business. That's, Oh, that's when, that's, that's right. That's when I started considering my options and realizing, Hey, these products that helped Nicole, my wife's name is Nicole 15 years earlier. And we've been taking every day for 15 years at that point. Now, 22, we've seen the power of the products. We've also seen the, 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 we've also seen people making six, seven figure incomes, seven figures a month incomes in our company, even though we weren't involved in the business side of it, we were just consumers like, man, it's got everything we want. We believe in product products. We believe in a, a marketplace that's hurting a world that's hurting physically mm -hmm. with all these health issues, you know, from mental health to you name it, right. To some of the stuff she was dealing with to, to a, a world that we believe, you know, I joke and I say, you know, I think, I think the two greatest missing mineral deficiencies in our country is silver and gold. I mean, we're as sick in this country financially, start looking at the credit card debt oh. and the household debt as we are physically I'm like, and we have solutions to all these. If we were to jump into this thing for our $75 investment, right? Like what do we have to lose? Um, so that's when we got involved in that in 2015 by 2016, it was a six figure a year passive income. I quit my almost seven figure a year job. Um, and, and just went all in on this and it's been so fun. It's been fun seeing people's lives, you know, transformed not only by the products, but people that partner with us in business, which is a smaller percentage of yeah. the, you know, obviously there's more Uber riders than Uber drivers. There's more people that use our products than, than market them with us. But, but we have a great team and we love the culture that, you know, God's blessed us with and we're having a good time. Well, it's just great to see that your passion overtook the missing voids in your life and you left you know, bigger money on the table right there to follow your dreams. And now that passive income is really thriving. I even typed up here, yet an undiagnosed family member that led to new R&D, led to a new, com a new company. Um, we had someone on the show by the time this airs, it will be out. She ended up having lupus, but no one knew what was wrong with her doctors, all these things. So she went to nursing school, figured out what was wrong with her, diagnosed herself, and that sent her on her path trajectory right there. So 
Congratulations on finding success, finding your true definition of happiness, spending more time with your family. But before we dive into the spotlight story, where then after we're going to hear which entrepreneur Alan would sit down with throughout history, what is one book, app, any tool, workshop, something you've used to find success that you can lay out for our audience today, something that can help them out in their journey? Um, Boy, I'll tell you what, there are so many good books, but I would say the first one that comes to mind, well, the first one that comes to mind for me, Vincent, is the Bible, because I believe that is the ultimate personal growth and development book on the planet. I believe that with all my heart. I, I had someone on my podcast the other day that said Think and Grow Rich was the best, you know, the, the number one book on personal growth and development. And although it is is full of some amazing things, every personal growth and development or success principle I've ever heard in any book, in any podcast, or any speaker can be tied back to a principle there. So that's my number one, but I, I often get asked, you know, what books I recommend. In addition to that, mm -hmm. the, the, the one that comes to mind first is Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And I, that book has meant so much to me or the message of that book, because we over, as I think all of us do this, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but we far underestimate what we could accomplish in five or 10 or 15 years with consistency and that compound effect. So I believe that is, that is the key. I mean, consistency is the key to everything. It's the key to relationships. It's the key to a healthy body. You know, it's a key to success in entrepreneurship compound effect. I love that book. Something I try to hold myself accountable with. And now that my book, my recent book is done being written is setting aside 15 or 20 minutes every morning to read. It's so easy to get caught up in the daily grind, the daily hustle, but putting that time away. I just finished another Gary Vee book. And there are so many things that I were, or I was already doing in the book, but things that I stopped doing, like the merch line, uh, having a blog, which is free because you could tie in everything else in that blog. And it's free to give out to people, affiliate marketing, you name it. I think there's so much we can always do and grow from books. So thank you for shedding light on that. And before we find out which entrepreneur throughout history, Alan's going to sit down with, follow along with us in the show description, click that link so you can follow the spotlight story with us. He's mentioned a bit about passive income so far. So this article from Business Insider does touch on nine ways that can create passive incomes and increase your earnings. We'll touch on a few, then bring back our guest of honor to discuss it. Here we go. Passive income is becoming a popular way for people to earn extra cash without working around the clock, especially as a potential economic downturn looms in the future. For entrepreneurs, passive income can provide more flexibility and time to focus on other business ventures while still generating cash. For others, it can help supplement income by monetizing a hobby or passion project. What's more, a passive income business requires a minimal effect to maintain once the hard work is done such as renting out a property, you've heard that today, we're creating products once and then selling them multiple times. Here we go, let's talk to you on a few. The article lists affiliate marketing is one way, drop shipping, YouTube, vending machines, online courses, buying rental properties, renting out cars, website flipping, and digital products and templates. I think that's something we're talking about today. So I'll dive into a few of these before I bring Alan back on. And for digital products and templates, it talks about Lisa Andrea, the founder of the financial advice blog, The Financial Cookbook, earns $8,000 per month in income from her blog, a portion of which comes directly from selling digital products on the site. 
Andrea creates products, including a resume template and virtual 75 hard challenge, which allows users to track their habits for 75 days. She says, quote, there are a lot of different ways in which you can diversify and spread out your income. It's about figuring out what works for you and works for your niche. And I love that. They touched on website flipping, web renting out cars. But for the purpose of the show, I'm going to talk again on renting, buying rental properties. While it involves risk, investing in real estate has been a way to build long-term wealth. Entrepreneurs who buy and rent out properties can make a passive income as long as they put in the hard work in the beginning to make the property appealing to the renters. They can also hire property managers to communicate with tenants and collect rent. In 2015, so quite some time ago, Erica Beers and Rebecca Silva created a short-term rental startup excuse me, called Pillow and Coffee to target business travelers in Los Angeles, focusing on location, amenities, and photos of properties. They said at the time of the market for business travel wasn't very crowded, so they were able to make it their niche. Four years later, they booked 3.8 billion, or th- excuse me, 3.8 million in revenue, which Insider verified with documentation. Then in 2020, they moved away from the day-to-day management and decided to run Hicksville Trailer Palace in Joshua Tree, California. So on to another entrepreneurial endeavor. I mentioned a lot here, Alan. I talked on a few. What are some of your takeaways from this article? Well, um, my biggest takeaway is I hear real estate and I get really excited about real estate. People ask me often, you know, what's my favorite investment? Well, my favorite investment is an investment in myself. And I and I would recommend every entrepreneur within the sound of my voice, invest in themselves, whatever you have to do, books, podcasts, masterminds, you know, events, whatever you have to do, food for the stomach, yes, but we need bread for the head. So invest in yourself. But beyond that, second to that, like that bread real for estate. the head. I like that. <laughs> Second to that, it's real estate all day for me, all day, every day. And I own, you know, several rental properties, some short-term rentals, some long-term rentals. And uh, I-, I love it. I love it. And, I mean, I love that my business is a passive income that I can actually, the hours I'm investing in my business, I'm earning residual income that I can then take and invest in mm-hmm. real estate and earn residual income on the residual income. But as it comes to to that, real estate's my favorite. I love that. And as someone who's doing their continuing education for real estate right now, it's uh, the value is there. And as I acquire more revenue, of course, in entrepreneurship, everybody knows in this show, it is not the fastest in the beginning, especially if you're bootstrapping like I did in the beginning. But now there is light showing much more at the end of the tunnel. I am very excited to start acquiring more property. But before we let Alan go, he's delivered a lights out episode today. We're about to find out where to find him online. It's time for my favorite question because I learned a little more about each guest. Which entrepreneurs throughout history, dead or alive, Alan, would you choose to sit down with? Boy, that's a big question, Vincent. That's a big question. Um, You know, I, I've never thought about this. So, so I don't really know what I'd like to give, what answer I'd like to give. But the first thing that comes to mind is the entrepreneurs, which, which is there's many, but the ones that really had some substantial obstacles over an extended period of time before they ever realized, you know, substantial success, people like Colonel Sanders, you know, the Kentucky fried chicken chain, right. And, and, and all that he went through the years he went through in his sixties, even, I mean, he was, I love, I love that story. Love that story. Oh, I would love to talk to him. I'd love to talk to Oprah Winfrey, you know, who, as I understand was fired 
I don't know if she was fired as a reporter or told or, mm -hmm. or just not yeah. hired as a reporter. You're right. right. She, she was she, fired from her radio show. Yeah, yeah. Told she had, she's not cut out for that line of work. Oh, I mean this, you know, I have so many questions I'd love to ask her. Um, but, but the one I think I probably would choose would be Walt Disney. Love that. And it's not cause I'm a Disney fan, but it's because of his vision. Mm -hmm. And I know like for me, one of the biggest things for me has been, Hey, helping people succeed despite life's adversity, despite life's challenges. And I think, cause I get asked this a lot. I think the number one thing, the number one key, if you will, to overcoming adversity and succeeding anyway is vision. And I love, you know, hearing how a reporter asked uh, Walt Disney's brother, I forget his name once uh, Epcot center was eventually built and Walt Disney had passed away. Hey, what do you think? What would Walt Disney or something like this? What would Walt Disney, what do you think he would think if he could see this today, you know? And the brother, uh, Walt's brother said, oh, he saw it. He <laughs> saw it years ago because of his vision. And that's what compelled him to keep going through some, some challenging times of his own. So I'd love to pick his brain. I love it. Well, there is someone on this show and I don't want to shout out the wrong guest, but I think it was JC Powell out in Texas who said his company miles, what would Walt Disney do when something comes up? What would Walt Disney do? But let's delve a little deeper here. If you can pick the meeting spot to sit down with Walt, where would it be? Oh, I would. Okay. So since it's all hypothetical, this is what I would have. Of course, say. of course. We're going back to the Orange County, California, Orange Groves, because you know, you go there today and it's big city, USA, they're Anaheim, California, but I would go back with Walt in his younger years in the middle of the orange grove when you can stand there and just look around and for probably miles, see just fields of farms and trees of oranges and have those conversations with him then at that point in his life. I love it. Well, Alan, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by the show today. Would you mind please sharing where everybody can find you online? Social media, website, all things, Alan. Absolutely. Um, probably the best place to find me is my website. It's it's my name, alanblaine.com. But Alan has a little bit of a unique spelling, so I'll spell it for you. It's A-double-L-A-N. Blaine is B-L-A-I-N.com. And anyone that goes there, you know, you can click on the resources tab. I've got some free resources there, like a wisdom weekly email success tip I send out each Wednesday morning. If that's of interest to you, I also have 21 uh, success strategies to over overcome life's hard and win things that all things they didn't teach you in school, by the way, or me for that matter. So that it's all free. If, any, if that's a benefit to any of your listeners. And then of course I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all the things. Um, and But all those links are on the contact page of my website. So that's probably the easiest. All right, everyone, be sure to head to his content and say hello. He has a lot to offer. I'm on with Instagram on him. I'm on with LinkedIn with him. And he's got a lot of value that gets pumped out. The show is at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media except Instagram and YouTube. It is all on one page at Vincent A. Lancey. Be sure to stop by for a video preview of this episode. But until our next chat, we're signing off here in Tampa to Nashville. Alan, thanks again. Appreciate it, Vince. Thanks, thanks for having me.